0: On today's episode of Locked On Canucks, could the J.T. Miller to New York Islanders trade still happen? Is 2022-23 a redemption season for Brock Vesser? And I pose potentially the biggest hypothetical scenario slash question of all time. It is Locked On Canucks on a Tuesday, July the 19th, and it starts now. Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, I'm your host, Justin Cooney. You can find me at Twitter at underscore process sports. You can find our show on Twitter at Locked On Canucks. Please also like, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of this. We, of course, are free and available wherever you get your last services. So, another day, another day where we dive into a Canucks player and what a successful season like for them. Analysis will be on. One Brock Besser, but before we get to, there are reports out there that the J.T. Miller to New York Islanders deal is not dead just yet. Of course, it's been a bit more than a couple weeks since the NHL draft, uh, where the deal blew up in their face. Or well, not blew up in the, in each team's face. The deal just blew up. Lou uh, Lamarello said, "Ask Vancouver," and Patrick Alvin denied all of any. In declination of Dealing Miller to the Long to Long Island. Excuse me. So when I look at this, the Islanders, you know, went to back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals the years previous. You know, they just fired Barry Trotz. They still have a decent young core surrounded by a guy like Matthew Barzell. But the biggest piece to me is <clears throat> they have a new arena. They have a brand new arena in Long Island, and they're gonna want to have it packed all the time. Now, the Long Island Faithful and the fan base there as we all know is very very loyal, very, you know, passionate. We saw that during the playoffs. Um but they're also in a division with the likes of you know, the Rangers. They're also in a division with the likes of the Devils. They're also in the likes of a division with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh they're with the, you know, the the, excuse me, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Carolina Hurricanes, the Washington Capitals, the Detroit Red Wings, and of course, not the Detroit Red Wings, excuse me, the Columbus Blue Jackets, who just signed Johnny Goodo. So when you look at the Metro division in the NHL, what do you see? Carolina has young and up-and-coming stars. New York is filled with young and up-and-coming stars, which we, as all us Canucks fans know, we are very tantalized to acquire in a JT Miller trade. Pittsburgh has their core of Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Tang all locked in for a few more years. A very old team, but they've won their three Stanley Cups and they still carry somewhat of a pedigree. You have the Washington Capitals with Alexander Ovechkin, but there's going to be no Nick Backstrom this year. So what do we expect from the Capitals? Of course, the Flyers are in full kind of rebuild mode. Uh, I was listening to another podcast today and uh, they're ripping Chuck Fletcher apart for not Uh, clearing cap space to acquire Johnny Goudreau, who is from the Philadelphia area. Um, And he was, disclaimer, he was on, they were interviewing Johnny Goudreau. So maybe there's a bit of tongue-in-cheek there. But, you know, the Jackets have some nice pieces. You know, they just signed Johnny Goudreau. Um, So the Islanders are kind of sitting there where, you know, we went to -to back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals, but we had a bad year last year. Um, And where do we, you know, go from here? Of course, they still have, you know, BC boy Matt Barzal, who I believe is a great building block piece, who, you know, is somebody who can, you know, build. If we're looking at Matt Barzal, he is a true number one center to me. Um, But when you have a guy, you know, they have a guy like um, Elias Sorokin, Noah Dobson. They still have, you know, Josh Bailey, they have some interesting pieces uh, on their roster right now. Um, I'm just look pulling up their um, their stats, their roster. And they have Brock Nelson, um, you know, as I mentioned, Noah Noah Dobson, Anders Lee, Josh Bailey. So they have Barzell, and they have a bunch of pieces. In my in, in the way it kind of breaks down. Um, so where J.T. Miller would be a perfect fit in Long Island. I think he can play with Barzell. On the top line or he can you know fill in on a secondary role um and lou lamorello has one year left on his deal so is there pressure on lou to get a deal done and you know bring in some talent and put some butts in the seats i think so um now we all know lou lamorello is a very proud individual and i don't foresee him if he was spurned by vancouver i don't see him going back calling back vancouver and trying to work out a deal but as we currently sit here today on july the 19th 2022 at seven nineteen p.m pacific standard time jt miller is still a vancouver Canucks. and i found and i said this last week regardless of a deal with the islanders it gets done and it very might well still get done the islanders under pressure you know they want to get back into the playoffs like i said they want to fill their new arena out build a sort of buzz their division that You know, there's the three teams in that division or at least two teams in that division that are surefire playoff teams. You still have the Pittsburgh Penguins who I, you know, still believe are a playoff team. And you have the Washington Capitals. Columbus will be better. Um, The Devils and Philly are kind of the only two teams that are, and I guess Columbus as well, that are, you know, kind of, eh, they're all right. So they're kind of stuck in no man's land and could add in JT Miller really help them push for the playoffs. Yes. So it makes sense for the Islander side. but does it make sense for the Canucks? I don't think so, because if the deal was proposed and it wasn't good enough, the Canucks are the reason this deal has not happened yet, because Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvine are playing the waiting game and being patient and as they should be, because, as Jim Rutherford said, I will not be bullied into a deal. there's no sense to be impatient. I'm going to find the right deal for the Vancouver Canucks and put the Canucks first. And that's all we can ask for so and that's why again you're hearing all this talk about him opening the doors and him allow them open the doors excuse me to allowing it to be a welcoming situation for jt miller but then again we know that jt miller will probably not be back in vancouver uh without a new deal um or without being traded like he will i don't foresee him coming back to vancouver on a lame on a one-year deal remaining but he could it could very well happen so to tie a bow on this Islanders thing, it might happen. I doubt it because I think Lou Merrill is too damn proud to pick up the phone again and call Vancouver and strike up a deal. So while it is possible, I don't see it happening. So that is that on the Canucks you know, news front for the day today. Uh, coming up after this break, though, uh, we're going to dive into Brock Besser and how this year um, is a redemption year and can also – you know let him be him once again but first i want to talk to you guys about built bar from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds you probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar but guess what your friends at built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment that's right the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love a deliciously creamy marshmallow covered in a hundred percent real chocolate it's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. There are good for you, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are here for a limited time only. Go to Built.com to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. All of Bilt Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about the built puffs is, of course, they taste amazing. But you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. They are the perfect treat. The perfect. They're the perfect treat. Perfect for when you got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or when you need a quick or healthy snack. An extra source of protein, delicious coconut, rich brown marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to built.com to order your box of coconut chunks built puffs right now and there is a special offer go to locked on locked 15 and get 15 per use promo code locked 15. welcome back to locked on canucks the show that keeps you locked in on all things vancouver canucks before we dive into brock besser of course it is the end of july is near so nfl training camps are opening up which means locked on NFL has you covered. Which NFL stars move the betting lines the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you 50 of the most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts and YouTube. So that is that. Again, very excited for the NFL season to start. Uh can't wait to cheer on the 12s this year. Uh, but we digress and we move on towards the one the only the man who just signed a new three-year deal Brock Besser of course this offseason started off with the emotional press conference of his father and you know dealing opening what deal how he was dealing with his father's health issues and his doing his dwindling health issues and we saw him to tears and be uh, real emotional and really open up and show his raw human emotion um, of course he then you know, a few weeks later lost his father tragically uh, Duke um and it was a very you know somber time and there was moments where people myself included you know after the season ended that maybe it was time for brock besser's tenure in vancouver to end Um, however that did not happen thankfully jim rutherford and patrick Alvine announced that they were signing the 25 year old right on canada day or the weekend of canada day excuse me that they were signing the 25 year old right winger to a three-year Extension with 6.65 million. And quite frankly, everybody in the fan base, myself included, and most people you talk to, felt the deal was fair. It was fair market value for Brock Besser, um, a 25-year-old winger who has you know some decent scoring pedigree. Um, and that it will be under control for 6.65 million for the next three years that will take him to 28. So still in his prime, but you're gonna get the meat of the brock besser prime years under this contract um it was a very difficult year for brock besser um you know he did not produce to what you know many people expected him to and what um he was you know what his own expectations were um you know he finished off with excuse me he finished off with 71 games played 23 goals 23 assists for 46 points um, far, you know, that's back to back scenes with 23 goals. Of course, last year he only played 56 games. Um, of course, we all know his rookie year. He burst on the scene 62 in 62 games with 29 goals. So we know Brock Besser has potential to score 30 goals a season. Um, we all know his shot. You know, he was dealing with injury and it was late to training camp one year. Um, I think this year, upcoming right now, might finally be the year that brock besser could put it all together um besser i think we all can agree foot speed's not his his greatest strength uh even though he tries to be a 200 foot player that foot speed does not allow him to be a great 200 foot player um he is known to put the puck in the back of the net and that is what the canucks are paying him to do Uh, if you look at the salary structure of you know of uh, the right wingers in the NHL you know he is 14th amongst the salary of course uh, you have guys at the top of the list like Marner Kane Mark Stone Kucherov Rantanen Stamkos you know Voracek uh, Kevin Fiala now and Tarasenko all guys who have you know big pedigrees and we can all kind you know fairly say there are a level above Brock Besser but Is Brock Besser a top 15 right winger in the NHL? Well, he definitely has the potential to be that. uh, And he definitely is going to get being paid like that. So when I look at Brock Besser's season on how I deem it successful, similar to what I was saying with Ilya Mikheyev, Ilya Mikheyev yesterday, we talked about how he, um, you know, is going to be brought to be speed, a penalty killer, play a 200 foot game, but he's also being paid to score. Well, Brock Besser is going to get a load of opportunity to score goals. He's going to be on the top line again with Elias Pedersen and probably JT Miller if he's sticking around. He's going to be on the Unit 1 power play. So he is going to be getting ample opportunity to score goals. When the Canucks now, and when you see how, you know, years previous, um you know people would start loading up on the Besser side and try to play him a bit differently because he was one of the only options now if jt miller stays you have miller horvat pettersson besser you know hughes all on a first unit power play there are a lot of options there so that's going to open up time and space for brock besser and i expect him to take advantage of that on the power play this year i expect the canucks power play to be much better this year and at 5-on-5, five five, I think the line with Miller and Pedersen once again, he will get more opportunity because the defense is going to cater more towards those two, which could benefit very well for Brock Besser. What is the benchmark for Brock Besser goal-wise? 25 goals is the bare minimum to me. When you are making $6.65 million, you have to be, and you are a winger, and you are paid to score goals. 25 goals to me is the bare minimum. I think if Brock Besser can get anywhere from twenty-eight to thirty-two goals this year, now that's assuming he's healthy for the entire or majority of the season. If he can do that, that is a win. And if he can continue on, you know, be consistent thirty-goal scorer for the next three years, the Canucks have gotten you know fair value for that deal, maybe even a bit of a bargain. Uh, You know, if he can push to maybe thirty-five or whatnot, then the Canucks are sitting pretty, and that also helps Besser too because he's going. You know, after this deal, he goes into unrestricted free agency where he then has the opportunity where he's not under cost control, there's no qualifying offer, he can do whatever he wants. This three-year period, this three-year stretch that starts off this year is massive for the career of Brock Besser. If he wants to get paid that what he, and live up to the hype that he came into as, he has to start producing this year on a more consistent basis. He is a streaky scorer. Now, if he is getting be getting every ample opportunity to put the puck in the back of the net, and he has to. Another reason why I think this year will be special—not special, but a bounce-back year of sorts for Brock Besser—is he's going to come in with a clearer mind. You know, last year dealing with his father, you know, health issues weighing on his shoulders, um, wishing he was there, but then also struggling, coaching changes, injuries, all that stuff. This offseason, he has every you know, every chance to, you know, train, get back to Vancouver healthy, and you know, take the necessary steps which um any human being needs to grieve a devastating loss that he under underwent. So if Brock I believe Brock besser he comes into camp sharp mentally and physically and is ready to go, there is no reason he cannot score 25 plus goals this year. And I think at least 28 to 30, 32, excuse me. It should be where his wheelhouse should be, given the opportunities he's going to have, given the talent and all of that. So for me, a successful season for Brock Besters, as I mentioned, anywhere from 25 plus, I'm thinking on 28 to 32 goals this year and throwing your 25 to 30 assists. So, you know, around 55, 60 points, and, you know, he's going to be scoring goals. That will give the con- give justify the contract. That will justify for the player, and that will justify for the fan base, and hopefully justify a playoff run. Speaking of a playoff run, coming up after this final break, I'm going to pose a hypothetical question that, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, got some traction, and I wanted to kind of open your minds to it and let you know what I think this hypothetical situation would look like. So stick around for that. And welcome back to Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Final segment of our show today, of course, touched on the JT Miller, potentially uh, rumors to New York the Islanders have opened up once again. Talked about Brock Besser and what his um, season would look like if it was a success. But right now, I'm going to pose a hypothetical question. The hypothetical question I put out on Twitter was, Imagine if the Canucks and the Leafs faced off in these Stanley Cup Finals. I said there would be a civil like a civil war in Canada. Battle lines would be drawn. The two biggest cities, East Coast versus West Coast. Well, Toronto is not really on a coast. It's in the kind of the Midwest or you know Mid East um, of Can of Canada, and you know all the stereotypes you want to put on. You know the. The center of the universe, Toronto, the people that think the you know they're better than everybody else versus us out there on the West Coast, us hippies in BC. But what I'm looking more forward to, if this was to ever happen now I don't think that ever will happen because the NHL won't want it to happen, um, and the Leafs will never make it past the first round. But if this was to happen, the amount of toxicity amongst fan bases between Vancouver and Toronto, two franchises, two cities that are starving. Starving first down couple. the cup wins. The Canucks since 1970. The Leafs, of course, since when? 1967. Of course, the Leafs have not made it past the first round since 2004 when the likes of Joe Neuendijk, Gary Roberts, Matt Sundin, Darcy Tucker, and Ed Belfort led the blue and white to the second round. So, you know, there may be some Le- Canucks fans out here listening to this podcast who have never seen the Leafs make it past the first round. Uh, of course, we all know the Canucks have made it past the first round a few times since 2004. Um, but the toxicity between these two fan bases, the the trolling of the Canucks nation of the Leafs would be absolutely, unequivocally amazing to see. Um, just imagine, just the fan bases, just, just you know what it's like when the Leafs come to Toronto, or sorry, the Leafs come to Vancouver, and it's just that, that playoff-like atmosphere. Times that by 10,000. Imagine Rogers Arena. Well, hopefully then there will be no Leafs fans. It will be all Canucks fans there. Um, but just imagine that scene. Leafs versus Canucks. Stanley Cup Finals. The biggest stage uh, in the hockey world. It would be amazing. But the Twitter wars, the Twitter battles, the social media fights between Leaf fans and Canucks fans, because I'm a Canuck, we all I'm one of the biggest Leafs trolls out there, and I will be I'm I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, because it's so much fun. But I think it would just be amazing to see, and maybe one time, one day in my lifetime, we will see it. Now I know you guys know I wasn't around in '94 when the Canucks and Leafs played in the Western Conference Finals. Still kind of crazy to me to believe that the Leafs were in the uh, Western Conference yet played in Eastern Time Zone. So that was kind of weird. Um, so that was a hypothetical question. For you guys, I pose this question to you. In the comment section below, what would happen if the Canucks and Leafs ever played in these Stanley Cup Finals? What would it be like? I want to hear your responses. So please drop it in the comment section below and maybe tomorrow, on tomorrow's show, I'll go through some answers. Or if you want, hit me up on Twitter, uh, process, at underscore process sports. Let me know what you think a Canucks versus Leafs Stanley Cup Final would look like. Or, just, or hit me up in the DMs as well. And I will read them out. And some of the funniest response, I'll read them out tomorrow. So tomorrow, we will dive into Captain Bo Horvat and what a successful season will look like for him. Again, this is Locked On Canucks. I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen every day. And now for your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things nhl all year long stay up to date on every thing in the hockey world locked on nhl your daily 30 minute nhl podcast take care guys stay safe and i will talk to you